Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Monday morning, Vanessa Denha-Garmo, filling in for my dear sister in Christ this morning, Teresa Tamio. Always a pleasure to be with you, sitting in the host chair. I actually host a show called Epiphany uh, on Catholic Radio at noon Eastern time, and always a pleasure to be with you. And I'm really excited about uh, the show lineup here this hour uh, on EWTN and Ave Maria Radio, a co-production of both uh, programs, and Dr. Dan Schneider will be joining us. He is the author of the book, The Libra Christo Method, A Field Manual for Spiritual Combat. And we are in a spiritual warfare. And obviously we know there's war going on in the Middle East and we pray uh, of what's happening in the Middle East. And, you know, there's such power in prayer. And yesterday I was praying at Mass. Uh, there was a 100-year anniversary of a small, beautiful little chapel uh, in Pontiac, Michigan. And our Archbishop, Alan Vigneron, was celebrating Mass with Father Alex Kratz. And we prayed the rosary prior to Mass starting. And, and Father Alex was talking about the importance of prayer. And where there's no prayer, there is no peace. And even if we're not in the middle of a physical war, thank God, we are in the middle of a spiritual war, and that's for sure. And we see that all around us. And we have to arm ourselves with tools and put on the armor of God. And what does that look like? What is the armor of God? And what are the tools and tactics we need to get up, stand up, and fight the spiritual war? And so Dr. Dan Schneider will be joining us here today to talk with us about that. The book is published by TAM Books. And, of course, you can go to EWTN's Religious Catalog Uh, as a great resource of finding books and other wonderful gift items. It's one of my favorite places to go to, especially during the holiday season, because I'm a big proponent in finding cool stocking stuffers. (laughs) And and this book is one of those. And this is a great book club book. In fact, my dear friend Jeff Kassab, who actually recommended this book to me a while ago, and I will be talking about this book with Adora Ibrahim. We're always talking about our faith. We have a little text thread between the three of us. And we're all speakers with the ECRC Speakers Bureau. And we're always talking about books that we're reading, uh, classes we're taking, uh, prayers that we're doing, and events that we're attending, and, and how we're growing in faith and how we can bring others to Christ. So Dr. Dan Schneider is an adjunct professor of theology at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. And he's been involved in teaching and evangelization in the Catholic Church for nearly 20 years. He's a former amateur boxer, U.S. Army helicopter pilot, and golf war veteran. Dan has also worked for many years in the Catholic apostolate of deliverance and exorcism, both at the diocesan level and as a founding member of the Liber Christo, a movement in the conjunction with Father Chad Ripperger, uh, um, which provides tools and resources for priests and lady working in the apostolate of exorcism. And, and Father Chad actually wrote the foreword. Uh, in this book. So I just started reading it. It was recommended by my friend, friend Jeff, and I'm so glad Andrew knows me so well, and he's so good. This is what makes him such a great um, producer, is that he knows that I, I'm really into reading about spiritual warfare, and he thought, Vanessa, this would be a great author for you. This is why I'm adding him to the list of guests today. So thank you, Andrew, for that. So uh, that's our uh, first guest here this hour uh, today on Catholic Connection. This 
Uh, and then also joining us is Dr. Brian Klaus, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, and I apologize if I'm not, Director of Education and Research of, at Human Life International. And so when war strikes, much of the world prays for peace and an end to violence, of course, right? But during the conflict between Israel and the Palestinian terrorists, the International Planned Parenthood Federation sought to increase the appalling body count. Uh, and it's issued uh, October 10th article, a statement. They're saying, vowing to ensure abortion access for Palestinians as the global abortion giant seeks to make certain that the inter- intentional killing of preborn children continues unimpeded so think how crazy this is we're in the middle of a war in the middle east people are killing people we've got serious terrorism going on and Planned parenthood is worried about abortion and killing more babies if this is not spiritual warfare i don't know what is this is truly demonic and this is why prayer is so important we have to start praying we have to start putting on, on that armor of God. Each and every one of us are called to stand up for what is right and just. Each and every one of us are stand up, are called to put that armor of God on and protect ourselves and our family from evil. Prayer is such an essential part of that. We have to start our morning and, and we have to seek truth. Teresa and I talk about this all the time. We have to seek truth and truth starts in scripture, because truth is not a thing, it's a person, it's Jesus Christ. And we're talking about truth with a capital T, truth in scripture. That's why the work that we do in Catholic Radio, EWTN, the National Catholic Register, this is all to bring truth to you, to share truth with you, to engage you on your faith journey. We're all on a journey. We're all at different places, and that's okay. And we try to meet people where they're at on their faith journey. I talk about this all the time as a coach. I do coaching, and I love when I get to do Christian coaching because I get to meet people where they're at in their faith journey, not only their professional journey, but when people ask me to invoke Jesus Christ in my coaching, I love it. I love to pray with them before and engage scripture in our in our coaching, even though we're talking about maybe leadership or team building. I do a lot of coaching in corporate world and, and in small business. And it's all about based on, uh, based on communication and leadership and career development. But when I get to invoke Christ into that conversation, it just is so much more fruitful. And so I'm trained to meet people where they're at on, on their journey in life and their career journey and their professional journey and their leadership journey, and each and every one of us should be meeting people where they're at on their faith journey. And these critical conversations are going to come up as we head into the holiday season. The issue of what's going on in the Middle East, the issue of the presidential election coming up, the issue on these policies at the state level and the national level, abortion, all these things are going to be coming up in our conversations with our family and friends. Let's invite Christ into the conversation. Do not go into those conversations ready to fight a verbal battle. No. Meet people where they're at by asking questions. Call on the Holy Spirit to guide you. I do not go on the air without asking the Holy Spirit to give me the words he knows other people need to hear. This is not about me. This is about Christ. This is about bringing others to Christ. We all have the same end game, trying to get to heaven. That's the end game. And the work that we do here in Catholic radio and Catholic television on EWTN, 
all the work they're doing in print media is for the end game. We want to win souls for Jesus Christ. That's what we're trying to do. And we all have to do our part. And it all starts, brothers and sisters, with prayer. And speaking of prayer, Gail Buckley will be joining us, as she always does, talking with Teresa on a Monday, sharing with uh, Teresa and the listeners here on Catholic Connection, the Catholic Scripture Study International. She'll be sharing with us the Bible verse of the week. And that is a great Bible verse to take and meditate on for the week. Go into a Lectio Divina type of prayer and really meditate on that Bible verse. So we'll be talking with Gail Buckley as well this morning here on Catholic Connection. It is eight minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio. And now it's time for the news. So I'm taking a really quick brief overview of the weather forecast around the country. And right here in Michigan, in Detroit, it's 54 degrees, cloudy skies. It's been kind of chilly. We're definitely in the fall season, heading into the winter season. And you look more in the Midwest and the East Coast, Minneapolis, 56 degrees, Chicago, 55, St. Louis, 64. And we look at uh, Washington, 60 degrees, 64 in New York, mostly cloudy skies. Boston, rainy and 56 degrees. And we look at Jackson, uh, Florida, 67, 79 in Miami. Tampa is 71 is a high. New Orleans, a high of 68 and sunny skies. Memphis is a high of 65 and sunny skies. Sunny skies in Houston, high of 69. Sunny skies in San Antonio, high of 78. Sunny skies uh, also in Dallas, high of 66. Oklahoma City, sunny, high of 64. Kansas, sunny. High of 65, Denver, Colorado, high of 75, Albuquerque, high of 76. Uh, um, let's see, Vegas, a high of 92 and sunny. Phoenix, <laughs> topping out at 102 degrees. It's kind of funny, 55 in Detroit, 102 in Vegas. Uh, I mean, in Phoenix, rather, I'm sorry, 102 in Phoenix. In Los Angeles, a high of 87 degrees and sunny skies as well. And if you had more northwest in Seattle, 62 and rainy all day. So that's the overview of temperatures around the country. Secretary of State Antony uh, Blinken says the U.S. stands with Israel and is one of four key objectives of his trip to the Middle East. Prevent the conflict from spreading to other places. Work on securing the release of hostages, including American citizens. Address the humanitarian crisis that exists in Gaza. Speaking in Cairo on Sunday, Blinken said he met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu regarding Israel's needs. Blinken added that he has visited six other countries in the region to determine how the U.S. can work with them to resolve the conflict. The White House says U.S. officials are working to help Americans leave the Gaza Strip and the West Bank as conflict rages between Israel and Hamas militants. The Biden administration noted that the U.S. is coordinating efforts with Israel, Egypt, Jordan, and other countries and the region along with the United Nations. According to a Sunday news release, the goal is to also make sure civilians in Gaza have access to food, water, and medical care, along with other humanitarian assistance. A spokesperson for the Israeli Defense Forces says Hamas is putting Palestinian civilians in Gaza in harm's way. Hamas actually tried to obstruct their movement. 
Speaking on ABC's This Week, IDF Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner said Hamas has set up checkpoints to keep Palestinians who are in northern Gaza from evacuating to the south. Israel ordered those in the north to evacuate as the IDF prepares for an expected ground attack. Lerner said Hamas has no regard for human life, regardless of its Israeli or Palestinian lives. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley says her time as U.S. ambassador to the U.N. taught her about Hamas's secret tunnels. That are massive, that are sophisticated to hide equipment and ammunition and to do their dirty work and maybe to have those hostages. Speaking on CNN's State of the Union, Haley says she's in some of the tunnels during a 2017 visit to Israel. She said many of them run underneath places such as hospitals and schools and that they're hard to find. Haley acknowledged that Hamas might be keeping American and Israeli hostages in some of those tunnels. A vote for the new Speaker of the House is expected Tuesday at noon, but it's unclear if Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan has the votes. Trey Thomas reports. On CNN State of the Union, Texas GOP Congressman Dan Crenshaw slammed efforts by some Jordan allies to turn Republicans against those who don't support him. They're going to whip up Twitter against the people who are against Jordan. That is the dumbest way to support Jordan. And I'm supporting Jordan. I'm going to vote for Jordan. With the GOP slim majority in the House, only four votes can be sacrificed to win, with some Republicans firmly against Jordan. I'm Trey Thomas. Republican State Attorney General Jeff Landry will be the next governor of Louisiana. Landry had more than 51% of the votes as the Saturday evening, far above the other 15 candidates on the ballot. He was supported by former President Donald Trump and will succeed term-limited Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards, who won the state in 2015 and 2019. Russian President Vladimir Putin will meet with Chinese President in China this week. Scott Carr has more. Leaders in Moscow and Beijing say the visit is aimed at deepening the partnership between Washington's two biggest strategic competitors. Putin will attend China's Belt and Road Forum in Beijing on Tuesday and Wednesday. It'll mark Putin's first trip out of Russia since the International Criminal Court issued a warrant for his arrest in March over deporting Ukrainian children to Russia. I'm Scott Carr. Global energy prices are climbing higher as risks worry investors. Lisa Taylor has more. According to CNN, the main cause for rising oil and gas costs is the conflict in Israel and fears it could continue into the wider region known for oil production. One expert said even as we see U.S. oil production hit record levels, there could be a major shock to supplies in the near future. I'm Lisa Taylor. A Catholic parish in Hollywood is being declared the new Divine Mercy Shrine. A Mass was celebrated at Christ the King Parish Saturday night. The Mass was led by Archbishop Jose Gomez. The image of the Divine Mercy was brought from Poland to Christ the King Parish 20 years ago. It reportedly is the only image of the Divine Mercy in the U.S. that was blessed by Pope John Paul II. Actress Suzanne Summers has died after a long battle with breast cancer. Summers gained instant fame in the mid-1970s as Chrissy Snow on the ABC sitcom Three's Company. She wanted to star in other sitcoms such as Step by Step and She's the Sheriff. In addition to acting, Summers had her own line of health beauty and fitness products. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2000. Summers died on Sunday, just one day shy of her 77th birthday. It is 15 minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio. We have to take a break and we come back. We'll be joined by our first guest today, Dr. Dan Schneider. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? 
Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. That's why the Catholic Health Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. talking earlier i I love reading i have since i was a child books have always been my best friend uh the library was always my happy place and i'm i'm constantly reading two three books at a time and one of those books that i started reading recently was recommended by my dear friend jeff kassab and i happened to i was so happy when andrew showed me that this uh author was the one i was interviewing today dr dan schneider's joining us um and he has written the book the Libra christo method a field manual for spiritual combat dr dan schneider thank you so much for joining us here on catholic connection Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Quite a blessing. So you have an, an amazing background. Your your uh, your uh, bio is so impressive as I was reading it. And so, you know, you're an adjunct professor of theology at Franciscan University of Steubenville. You've been involved in teaching and evangelization in the Catholic Church for 20 years. You're a former amateur boxer and a U.S. Army helicopter pilot and a Gulf War veteran. But what prompted you to write this book, Dr. Dan? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> insanity, I think. So I, I, um, several years ago, I, was, I, I had started my uh, my doctoral work uh, through the Maryvale Institute in Birmingham, England. A local, uh, a, a, a good friend, uh, a local priest, was being assigned as the mandated exorcist, and he asked me to get on the team. And I said, "Well, I don't have a lot of time, but I'll be happy to join you. You know, if you need help, you know." Um, so I said, "So we went some training and." Uh, the, 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 we were trained by Mr. Kyle Clements, who was Father Ripperger's right-hand man. I didn't know any, anything in this whole, this whole community. Uh, so we just started working, working cases locally and started working. Uh, Kyle and Father Ripperger started working on this new protocol that, that kind of returns, uh, you know, uh, brings some order 
and return to tradition some of the some of the the aspects of of how to handle cases of diabolic affliction. And so we started working cases, and, and little by little, you know, I'm working on my doctorate degree, and I'm working cases, and and I'm seeing incredibly amazing things on both sides. Um, and, and and so we start. I, I started getting closer to connect with Father Ripper, and started working cases with his team as well, and uh, and then. Um, sat down and wrote this book as, as part of our, our, our own work towards um, good catechesis uh, to be used with cases of diabolic affliction. And so I, I wanted to come up with a book that, it was a difficult write. It had to pass muster for the, the Nihal Opsavit and Promoter. It had to pass muster for Father Ripperger's peer review and introduction he wrote for Forward. But it also had to be something that was readable that the average Catholic. I wanted to write something that was very practical and functional for the average Catholic to kind of demystify some of the aspects of spiritual warfare and bring it back. To, to a very usable and practical practical level. It's it's also a very physically beautiful book. I mean, the book itself, the leather the leather bound book, it's so beautiful. I love it. And you talk about in the preface um, that this is a manual is part of a three book series on the strategy and tactics of spiritual warfare. What are the other two books that go along with this? Are so is it? Is I'm it working three? on the second book now. Uh, okay, so I got a three book con- contract. Yeah, the second book is going to be a primer. And and it's in it's in production right now, and it's basically unpacking um, the the New Testament exorcism in the New Testament, beginning with the focusing on the the Gerasim demoniac, and then the third book is going to be on the Blessed Mother in spiritual combat, how she how how she how she fits in uh, as okay. Queen of Apostles, Queen of Angels, uh, yeah. So 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 I break as a military guy, we have strategies, tactics, and and what's called force multipliers or combat multipliers. Strategy, the tactics are the hands-on things that you do in combat. This is, that's what this manual is. This is a very functional, practical manual, hands-on. Tactics, the strategies is overarching big picture. That's what the next book is going to be. And then finally, the combat multipliers, like we just celebrated in the Battle of Ponto, um, how, how weather uh, uh, cannonballs in the Battle of Lepanto, uh, that we get Our Lady of Victory, cannonballs, strategy, I mean, the overarching strategy that they use to defeat the, 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 the Turk invasion. Uh, outnumber two to one, uh, including prayer, obviously. Uh, so, so those things co- multiply the combat force, or their force multipliers, and that's what the Virgin Mary is in spiritual combat. It's incredible to see the beauty and the dignity and the power of the Holy Virgin Mary, uh, hands-on working cases of diabolic affliction. So, so that's going to be the third book um, uh, down right. the road. Hopefully, I have them all done by the end of the end of the. We'll, we'll have to bring you back. We'll bring you back on for those two books as well, uh, Doctor. I'd love that. Thank you. So let's talk about you. Talk about in the book about um, spiritual components to our physical or mental issues. How do we know if there might be a spiritual component to physical or mental issues that we're facing? Well, there's always going to be a spiritual component, but the the danger is to rushing into prayer and assuming everything's diabolic. So part of our protocol is a built-in structure of, of an objective um, test to see how much of this is diabolic and how much of the primary vector is psychological. Wherever there's wounded psychology, wounded humanness, wounded humanity, the fallen angels are right there. But the danger is that so so the part of our protocol is a, is a preliminary 30-day prayer prayer regimen that helps to determine is this psychological or is it. Is it, is it merely, is it psychological or is it diabolic? Um, but there will be one primary vector that, that will stand out. And, and so two issues involved. One is you have to be really stay focused on the human psychology and work on, on the humanity of the individual, including psychological trauma. Because the demon enters through sin 
and oftentimes that brings trauma, that he holds through both heresy and he feeds off the psychological wounds and trauma, and he's attracted to that. So it's not, not unlike when you see, like, the movie or the TV show Cops, and you see um, individ- you know, a, a woman calls the police, and, she, and she's being abused, and then the police come, and by the, by the time they get there, she's telling the cops, please don't take him away, I love him, you know. Um, the, the psychological enmeshment between the two, that's very, very disordered and unholy, the same thing could happen, and the same thing does happen in the spiritual realm. But what you see on the TV show when you watch cops behind the scenes, you, you have you have fallen angels that are attracted to those indi- individuals and co-animating together to create that destructive uh, uh, scenario. So breaking that is very critical. And how do we do that? We do that through by teaching people how to use the power of suffering. One of the marks of modernism, believe it or not, one of the marks of modernism going back to Pius XII is a denial of the redemptive value of suffering. So teaching Catholics how to use suffering to own um, the small wounds that we look back objectively compared to the infinite wounds of Christ, learning how to unite our small traumatic wounds, even if they, they're very large many times to us, but linking them to Christ, that becomes quite salvific. And so by teaching people how to use redemptive suffering in a very functional, practical way is, is, is part of that. But how do we know... You have to look really for the trigger. I mean, if you if if if, if getting nervous and twitchy um, is a diabolic, uh, or hearing voices is a diabolic, uh, 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 you know, sign. Every time I go to Walmart, that must be something diabolic there because I hate Walmart. You know, um, so it's not that. You have to look at the trigger. You have to see yeah. if, it's, if it's geared around. The, if every time I go to receive Holy Communion, I get the shakes. Every time I see oh. a priest, I hear voices. Auditory auditory uh, hallucinations aren't necessarily signs of diabolism. Uh, infest, you know, infestation or you know, mm-hmm. affliction. You have to just be aware of the trigger and the causality. So we're constantly probing for causality because if you, if it is psychological, and, we've, and I've seen these mistakes made by teams over and over across the country. If if you assume that it's that it's diabolic and, it, and a priest starts an extra starts praying over this person, I've had many people in different conferences I've spoken at across the country say, "Hey, I must be really bad because yeah. Father So and So prayed over me and, and nothing happened." Yeah. Well, we gotta, nothing happened because there's nothing wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to take a break with Dr. Dan Schneider, the book, The Libro Christo Method, and we're going to continue the conversation about the book right after this. Stay with us, everyone. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. How does the first commandment encompass the virtue of charity? The Catholic Catechism says it commands us to love God above all else and to love all creatures for him and because of him. 
There are numerous ways to sin against God's love. The sin of indifference neglects or refuses to contemplate divine charity. Ingratitude refuses to even acknowledge divine charity or return to God love for love. Lukewarmness is hesitation or negligence in responding to divine love. Spiritual sloth occurs when a person rejects the joy coming from God and is repelled by divine goodness. Finally, actual hatred of God denies his goodness and curses him as the one who forbids sin and inflicts punishments. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Catholic Connection. Vanessa Denhagarmo here, filling in for Teresa Tamio. We've been talking with Dr. Dan Schneider, author of the book, The Liber Christo Method, a field manual for spiritual combat, published by TAM Books, available at the EWTN Religious Catalog. And Dr. Dan, before we go to the break, I want to ask you, how can demons affect our mood, anxiety, or control? And we know that anxiety is through the roof in, in this world today, in, in America and since uh, COVID. So how do the demons affect that, the mood, our anxiety, and our, and our control over our lives? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, because, uh, and I, I go over it in the book, and this is one of the, the ways that, um, why the, the Thomistic psychology of Father, of Father Chad Ripperger is very important for us to understand, because the demon, the way St. Thomas sees the human person and breaks down the, what we would call Thomistic psychology or, or Christian anthropology, this is very important for us, because the demon projects into the imagination. He, can, he, has, he has data, the data set, so to speak, is the, the, the imagination. The early thoughts before before it becomes our true intellection and then volitional decisions. So learning to have custody of the mind to control the imagination and all that is embedded. Everything your experiences and my experiences are totally different. So the demon has access to those and he can manipulate those. And he tries to habituate those by by triggering us to certain with certain things. And so uh, high emotionality uh, is very it's, it's important to get under control. Growing in virtue, growing in constancy. So the, because the demon can constantly start to, to chisel away. And he does that through perceptions, perceptions of our spouse, perceptions of our coworkers, of our boss, perceptions of our pastor. He starts to manipulate perceptions. How do, how do you overcome that? You have to get custody of the mind, custody of the imagination, and that comes through prayer. And so, we, so, so spiritual warfare, is, the, 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 the grunt work is done, the spade work is done through mental prayer. So in the book, I try to walk people through uh, gradually, starting with vocal prayer, but how do we start to, to, to develop mental prayer? And through Lexio Divina, uh, learning how to pray the rosary uh, in a way that, that projects out our prayers into the cosmos, learning to have an, an interiority that's protected, because the demon constantly chisels away. He's constantly changing perceptions. Um, and, and, and basically, you can catch this. If you get a, neg- if you get a negative thought about somebody, it's probably diabolic. It's probably a projection. If you get this thought, like, "Oh, my husband is probably thinking this," or "My, blah, blah, you know, or my boss is thinking that," or "This person is," I can't believe this person is so trashy. Whatever that, those those thoughts are, are those are not natural thoughts for us. We have to learn that the, the demon is going to start projecting in that way. So, learning to reject those and getting custody of the mind is very, very critical. Wow. Um, and, and so what types of, we, we hear new age, you know, we hear so many ways that the, the portals open to the devil. So what types of new age affliction have you seen recently? 
Well, we're seeing just a general um, increase in the equality in each culture. Each, it's funny, as I travel around the country, you see different, it, the uniforms are different, but the tactics are all the same of the enemy. So in this, you know, in the Southwest, you see more influence from Mexico and Central, Central America. In the Midwest, you might see more Reiki, yoga. Like down here, you don't, you, you don't have cases that where, the, where the entry point was Reiki or, or um, you know, um, reflexology uh, or yoga. Uh, although the worst case I've seen, the worst, the worst, worst case I've seen of, of diabolical possession was was in part for yoga. The, the entry point was yoga, and people like to hear that. It's a very unpopular uh, statement, but um, so we see that the rise of the occult is absolutely uh, phenomenal right now. So going back and learning to battle back with 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 good theology, good Catholic practice, orthodoxy, and orthopraxy is very important. But all those things you see. Uh, Eastern meditation method, for, you know, Eastern all these Eastern uh, influences, Eastern meaning, um, non-Christian. These are entering in, as well as um, you know, Kudendera's holistic healing that is that is not that is using uh, witchcraft as part of their their modalities. All these things are on the rise as Christianity begins to to retreat, if you will, or even crumble in some places. Mm. Let me ask you this. I don't want to get too much into yoga, but there are places that will do quote unquote Catholic yoga and Catholic med- can you can you speak on that at all? I mean, is is that not really possible to do Catholic yoga? At some point, um you have to you have to recognize that the body positions cannot cannot be certain things cannot be baptized. Uh, certain okay. things cannot be Christianized. Yeah. So if someone says, "Well, if my priest prays over this object, is it no longer the cursed object? Is it no longer cursed?" I said, "Well, would you want to take uh, a, a blessed uh, abortion tool and put it on your mantle? Of course not. So, mm. so that object is going to be intrinsically evil, and there's no separating evil from it. So, if you if you take seriously the the, the warning of Scripture, Psalm ninety six five, that the, the gods of the Gentiles are demons, daimonia, says in Latin and Greek. So, so when you do these certain body positions, um, the surrender position is a surrender position, whether you whether you call it that or not. Those body positions are positions that invoke various uh, deities as- associated with the Hindu religion. So there's just really no there's no separating it any more than you can separate the sign of the cross from from its, its intrinsic mm. Catholic or Catholic and, and Trinitarian meaning. Mm, good point. You may not know it. You go to you go to bat. You know. Uh, you go to you go to the plate. And you make a sign of the cross, and you may not even go to mass. But you're making the sign of the cross, and you're invoking the Holy Trinity, whether you actually believe it or not. That's a good point. So, how does yeah. um, how does order in our home and our prayer life help us physically and mentally? Yeah, we, what we found in uh, working cases, uh, uh, our experience is that the demon responds to the imposition of order as much as to the prayers themselves. So, the foundation of spirituality, the spiritual life, is a, is, a, is a life order to prayer, not just a couple of secret prayers, you know, this special prayer to drive out this type of, of spirit, but actually ordering the life to prayer is very important, because in the ordering to prayer, you begin to get that custody of the, the mind. You begin to be able to discern clean from unclean thoughts. So ordering the life to prayer is very important, and ordering the home to prayer as well. And so part of ordering life to prayer is praying set times, set prayers, uh, uh, setting time aside every day for prayer. Every Catholic should be praying. St. Saint, Saint Catherine of Siena says it this way, every, everyone should pray for 30 minutes a day, unless they're busy, she said. And if they're busy, they should pray for an hour. So <laughs> we need to take this. This is a doctor of the Church, okay? So, yeah. so don't shoot the messenger. You've got to set time aside for prayer. You've got to set time aside for Eucharistic adoration. You, you've got to start getting to Mass more than, more than one. If you're only going to Mass one hour a week, 
imagine um, if that's if that's your spiritual life, just just doing the Sunday obligation. Imagine if me as a fighter, all I did was run. I ran once a week, and I or I, I, I ran three miles and I sparred once a week for uh, three minutes. How would I do in the ring? I would get annihilated. You have to build the reservoir, the gas tank, so to speak, we say in boxing. You have to build that spiritual reservoir, and the foundation of it is prayer. The foundation mm-hmm. of the apostles, the foundation of everything that you do and I do, the foundation of, 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 of what we do, as, even as parents, husbands, wives, it's prayer. We have to spend time convert, convert, in conversation with God in prayer. It's very, very important. About a basic prayer life, and we have about a minute left with you, so we got to wrap it up. But what, what's a what? What do you recommend for a basic prayer life, really quickly? Well, you you, you need to set time and set time aside and make it a priority every day of doing prayers. There should you should be for me. I, I I think you should try to get some Eucharistic touch every single day. Try to make it the mass every day. If you can't make it the mass, you should stop by a chapel, fifteen minutes of prayer uh, at, before the Blessed Sacrament confessing every weekly. If you try to say, I'm going to confess every month, I'll get there every two or three months. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. you'll stop doing it. Winning is, remember, this is football season. Winning is a habit at Vincent Barty, but so is losing. So it's developing the habit of winning and growing in virtue. So doing the examination of conscience, going to confession, 30, 30 minutes to an hour prayer every day. These are actually very important in these, in these really crazy times we're in. Amen. Dr. Dan Schneider, thank you for joining us here on Catholic Connection, the book, The Libro Cristo Method, a field manual for spiritual combat. Thank, thank you, Dr. Dan. Thank you, ma'am, very much. Thanks for having me. God bless. It's uh, published by TAM Books. You can find it at the EW10 Religious Catalog. In Christ, we suffer, but it's a suffering that can bear much fruit. Our God can bring good out of the suffering caused by evil. God permits evil, and from the suffering caused by evil, He creates a reality greater than that which could have existed without the possibility of evil entering human experience. In Christ, suffering is fruitful. Those members of the body of Christ who are fruitless are removed. It's dead wood, and that's suffering. But even those members of the body of Christ who are fruitful are pruned. They're trimmed. Daddy squeezes and sometimes spanks in order that we would be more fruitful. Jesus again says, By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Did you know that the church calls your family to be holy? It's true. Now don't freak out. The church isn't holy because the people in it are anywhere near perfect. It's holy only because Jesus is holy and because the Holy Spirit lives and works in it. And the same thing is true about your domestic church. Our families don't need to be perfect. We only need to open ourselves to God's grace so that we can share his love, healing, and forgiveness with each other and with the people we meet every day out in the world. Remember, Holiness isn't restricted to grand gestures. It's as simple as doing ordinary, everyday things in a way that shows God's love. For more tips on living a holier life as a family, check out our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens with Grace. Or visit CatholicHOM.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me family. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com.
when war strikes, much of the world prays for peace and an end to violence. But during the conflict between Israel and a Palestinian terrorist, the International Planned Parenthood Federation sought to increase the appalling body count. It issued an October 10th uh, statement basically saying that they're going to ensure abortion access for Palestinians. To talk with us about that and so much more is our next guest, Dr. Brian Close, Director of Education and Research at Human Life International. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I'm very happy to be here. So, Dr. Close, tell us about what's going on. I mean, here we are praying for peace in the Middle East, and the first thought of Planned Parenthood was, wow, let's make abortion more accessible to Palestinian women, despite the fact that they're killing each other. <laughs> yeah, this, is, uh, this is incomprehensible. Every person who's living in that strip, in the, the Palestinian territories, should be instead striving towards trying to save life. But here are these people who are actually trying to end life at one, you know, uh, the, the beginning of life, while uh, the Israelis and the Gaza, you know, people in the Gaza fight it out above the ground. It's ridiculous, you know, just death everywhere. We should be looking to preserve life, not to destroy life under situations like this. Yeah, so as, as people are trying to literally run for their lives, protect themselves and their family. They're worried about, you know, making sure they're able to kill more babies through abortion, and that's their priority. So give our listeners who, you know, we, we've all heard of Planned Parenthood, obviously, but tell us about the Planned Parenthood Federation and how big this is globally and what really their makeup is all about. All right. International Planned Parenthood Federation was founded in 1952 in India, and the original organization was founded by Margaret Sanger, the eugenicist. And today, IPPF, the International Planned Parenthood Federation, is in 189 nations around the world, representing about 96% of the world's population. Now, Planned Parenthood Federation of America is just one of these uh, nations that IPPF works in. It has a $2.5 billion budget. That's alien with a B. So you can imagine the enormous billions that this enormous organization uh, gets from governments and uh, big foundations all around the world to do the work of making abortion acceptable and accessible as possible. Yeah, and, and so what what do we need to be aware of in this time when this, when the statement such as this is put out? What are we supposed to do? I mean, do we react? Do we say anything? I mean, do we? We're big proponents on standing up and speaking up, and I talk about that all the time. But what do we do in situations like this? In situations like this, where you can't directly help, what you need to do, of course, is pray. But more than that, you need to inform yourself, and you need to start educating those people around you, because there is no topic in the world more surrounded by myth and misinformation than abortion. So get your hands on a good resource like uh, HLI's resources, a pro-life pastoral handbook, and start learning the issues so that you can instruct and uh, the people around you, the people in your family, the people you work with, the people you go to church with, people on your bowling team, and answer their questions. And this is the absolute grassroots work that's going to win this battle in the end. Nothing else is going to do it. Just educating yourself and educating others. 
Um, we're talking today um, about with Dr. Uh, Brian Close, Cl- uh, Director of Education Research, Human Life International. Tell us about your work, uh, Dr. Close, with the um, uh, education research of at Human Life International. Now, what I do is I'm a tool maker. I make the tools that allow people to absorb the information they need to do their job, no matter what it is. Crisis pregnancy center work, political work, traveling around the world, whatever. And I've had the distinct pleasure of traveling more than 2 million miles to 67 different countries, mainly in Africa and Asia, and talking to the people who are in pro-life countries, with the principle being that it's 100 times harder to get rid of abortion than it is to stop it from getting getting into a country in the first place. So I love my work. It's the best work on earth, and uh, Father Bouquet is an absolutely great priest to work for. And, and, and how could people get involved in the work that you're doing? Can the general public help in the work that you're doing and get involved or partner with you in any way? Oh, absolutely. You, know, you can visit the HLI website at hli.org and uh, get some of those uh, resources I was talking about, especially the short 100-page Pro-Life Pastoral Handbook, which answers all the questions you need to know about abortion, uh, matrimony, transgenderism, and all these other issues, and start educating the people around you. Of course, it would be really helpful if you'd hear an extra mass every week for HLI's intentions and the intentions Mm. of the international pro-life movement, and uh, pray your little hearts out. That's what will do the trick. You know, people are often talking, uh, Dr. Brian Close, about what's going on in the world. It's crazy. What's happening? Why is it happening? But very few are connecting the dots to the when we talk about abortion, transgenderism, euthanasia. I mean, they're not connecting to the dots, and they are still perplexed about why we're living in this craziness, which which really is spiritual warfare. It absolutely is, and if you look at all of these issues together, they're all designed to reduce the number of people we have. And this was first brought out explicitly back in 1968 uh, when the Rockefeller Foundation, Population Council, and Planned Parenthood began talking about methods we need to hold down the fertility of not only the United States but the rest of the world. So look at all of these issues. It's all designed to hold down the number of children that people have, which is absolutely the fundamental a strategy of the culture of death. Yeah. What else do you want to share with our listeners here on Catholic Connection about um, what they need to be aware of? And, and you know, I, prayer is so important, but what about educating family and friends? We're going into the holiday season. These discussions come up, and when, when people say to you, I don't understand what's going on in the world. Why has it gotten so crazy? What should our response be? Our response should be that the world has always been crazy. You know, this is like a tryout for heaven. A lot of people out there who are listening right now have gone out for a sports team. They've done all kinds of difficult things. They've sweated. They've hurt themselves. They've suffered. And finally, there's no better feeling than make it on that sports team. And that's what we're doing now. We are on the sports team here for the church militants. And we're not only required to pray, we're required to act. Look at... Uh, Look at the Gospels, you know, uh, and um, the letters of Paul, which say that faith without works is as dead as a body without breath. That's James 2.17, James 4.17. So don't worry about how bad the world is, because if you get into it too much, it's going to discourage you. Just focus on your own little patch, 
mm-hmm. your family, your friends, or people you work with, the people you go to church with, and just focus on that, and you will see, if you educate yourself properly, you will see nearly miraculous results as you turn people towards a culture of life. And not only are you saving lives, you may be saving souls as well. Amen to that. Dr. Brian Close, Director of Education and Research at Human Life International, joining us here on Catholic Connection. Any last words? We have about a minute left with you, Doctor. Uh, Anything else you want to share with our listeners here on Catholic Connection before we let you go? Yeah, a little bit of homework there. If you're ever feeling discouraged, look up 1 Corinthians 15.58, and that'll cheer you up tremendously. 1 Corinthians 15.58. Okay. I'm going to read that as soon as I get off the air. 1 Corinthians 15.58. Dr. Brian Klaus, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Connection. Thank you for the opportunity. I really do appreciate it. God bless you and all the work that you're doing. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue our conversation, wrapping up a Catholic Connection on a Monday with Gail Buckley Berenger from Catholic Scripture Study International, where she presents every week the Bible verse of the week. We'll be right back after this. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Do you have a bad temper? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. From the Old to the New Testament, Scripture speaks about us controlling our anger. Proverbs states that those of us with a hasty temper will make mistakes. We also know anger issues can lead to health issues. We can cause a fight, lose a friend, or witness to others in ways that are unproductive. Mayo Clinic suggests some ways to manage our anger and dial down the temperature of our anger. Practice deep breathing, maybe a personal timeout. Think before speaking. Calm down before discussing a concern. This will lead to less stress. Identify solutions and present them calmly. Try using humor or laugh at yourself. Humor can be a great diffuser. Most of all, if you have persistent anger issues at work or at home, don't be afraid to seek help. For more details on managing anger, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. share real quickly the Bible verse that uh, our last guest just shared with us from 1 Corinthians 15:58. before we get to Gil uh, Buckley here. Dr. Klaus uh, shared with us the Bible verse, and this is it. He said, 1 Corinthians 15:58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So what he was saying is do your part 
and trust in God. That's what he's telling us. And now we're going to share the next Bible verse with our regular weekly guest, uh, Gail Buckley Berenger, joining us here on Catholic Connection. Gail, how are you this morning? Hi, Vanessa. I'm great. And that's a great Bible verse. They all are. All God's Word is good. Amen. What is yours for us that we should meditate this week on? Okay, well, since we're getting so close to Halloween, I picked this verse. Do not go to mediums or consult fortune tellers, for you will be defiled by them. And that's from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. And, you know, I thought with Halloween coming, this would be good. You know, communication with the spirit world is something that has continued since Bible times. And it it seems that around this time of Halloween, the occult is such more prominent, you know, and so you hear about people having parties featuring a psychic to give messages from dead relatives or friends or, or people won't think it'll be cool to have a seance, these kind of things. And, you know, these are very dangerous things. As our um, verse today says, the Lord says we'll be defiled by them. And not only that, Vanessa, but we're putting our trust in a person rather than God, and we're seeking information about future events or trying to conjure up dead spirits, which can be so dangerous. The source of the information is either fake, you know, a fake psychic, or either it's from an evil spirit. And mm-hmm. another thing that's very popular, I'm sure you've heard of these, and very dangerous, is a Ouija board. Yes. It's actually it's actually a portal to hell, Vanessa. And yet mm-hmm. people think it's harmless because they're sold in department stores, and now they even come in pink for girls. They think it's a toy, but it's definitely not a toy. I have personal experience with Ouija boards from my teenage years. Mm. And I can assure you that it is evil and dangerous. And I thank God that I was not affected by it and got rid of it before I was. I also have a priest friend who used to use one in college, and he had some very scary instances. In fact, the spirit told him at that time its name, which he didn't recognize at that time. But years later, when he became a priest, he found out it was one of the names for Satan. And it's just so scary. And I can also tell you that I was involved with a an exorcism uh, years ago. Um, our diocese brought in a very famous exorcist, Father James Labar from New York, to do this exorcism. And I was asked to pray the rosary during the I'll never do it again, Vanessa. It was the scariest thing I've ever been involved with. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh-huh. But, you know, Father uh, Labar, who's a famous exorcist, he uh-huh. told us, that the Ouija board is actually a portal to hell, and that many of his people that he's exercised have had experience with that. And, of course, we know that the movie, The Exorcist, um, was actually uh, built on a true story about a teenage boy, it wasn't a girl, who played with a Ouija board with his aunt, and after she died, he continued to use it, and he became became possessed. That's yeah. a true story. Yeah. So it's very scary, and I thought during Halloween this time, it's good to remind people, you know, Father Mitch Packle has a book out about these things, and um, I just heard Jim, Johnette Benkovic or Williams talking recently about don't take any objects from a medium or a psychic because you don't know if it has an evil spirit attached to it. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. No, it is true. remember these things. Yeah, I know so many stories, too. We know that, too, Gail, that Halloween is the uh, biggest day for human sacrifice, too. I mean, it's really sick what goes on uh, at these rituals, and we have to pray for that. This is such an important Bible verse from Leviticus 19.31 to pray, do not go to mediums or consult fortune tellers, for you will be defiled by them. This is such an important reminder. Uh, and, And I've listened to podcasts by 
by um, Monsignor Rossetti and uh, Father Carlos Martins, who are both exorcists, and they talk about the Ouija board as well. Right, right. You know, and the Lord goes on to say in Leviticus uh, 20, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums or prostitutes themselves by following them, and I will cut them off from my people. So we need to remember God's Word not to go to mediums, not to depend on things like that. It's the occult, and we need to stay away from it. Yeah, amen to that. And uh, really quickly, I remember uh, overhearing my daughter talking to a couple of adults who were talking about going to psychics. And my daughter, who was like 11 at the time, Gail, said to them, you know, that's very dangerous. And, and the oh, adults were like, what are you talking about? We just do it for fun. And, and the psychic was so good. They knew everything about my life. And my daughter turned to her and she goes, you know, the devil does too. <laughs> oh wow, that's fantastic! That's and this is it for her. You're that, well, well, let me tell you something. That was that was uh, that was the. Um I was thankful for her Catholic education because I turned to her and I said, where did you hear that from? She was my teachers at school. I was like, this is why I pay for Catholic. Gail, thank you so much. Any last words? We've got 20 seconds, 20 seconds with you. Go ahead. What's that, the verse again? No, no, just one last word. you got 20 seconds with you. Any last words? Okay, well, I just want to tell everyone to be careful what they do during Halloween and stay true to God's word. Amen. um, Amen. Amen. Gail Buckley, thanks for letting me sit in Teresa's chair. I'll see you tomorrow here on Catholic Connection. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio dot net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.